the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm going to immediately go to my guest, whose track record in talking about medical issues has been uh, so high uh, that uh, I, I simply trust the man. I'm going to stay straight out. He has an article in the New York Post, Why Ebola's Nothing to Worry About. The man is Michael Fomento, who wrote a, 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 a society-changing book, gutsy and filled uh, with uh, information years ago, decades ago, when he wrote The Myth of Heterosexual AIDS. And I had him on then. And uh, Michael Fomento, how are you? Very good, thanks, Dennis. Long time. Yes, it's been a long time. You've moved to Colombia, the country of Colombia? Yes. What city? Um, one you've never heard of. One I'd never heard of. That's fine. Um, it's called Bucaramanga. Oh, you're in Bucaramanga. You have heard of it? No, no, no. That was a, oh. it was it was a five year old <laughs> joke. Yeah, that was something that I should have dropped in elementary school. Uh, we were just actually. I took a, a cruise with my listeners to Colombia, and we went to Guayac. No, that's Ecuador. Uh, we went to uh, Cartagena. That's right on the coast. That's right, and we had a great time there. Anyway, Michael, uh, what do I uh, what do I identify you as? Independent science writer. Um, yes, well, I write actually on all sorts of issues, but I'm best known for Yes, you do, but... by the way. That's right, you do, and I want to make that clear. You do write. You're a truth seeker, okay? I want to, I want to and, and therefore, uh, he gets his fair share of enemies because he, yeah. he is a truth teller. I actually have one of the, the longest, biggest, most detailed pieces I've ever written coming out in a few days in a magazine called Skeptical Inquirer on a huge epidemic of runaway Toyotas. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so well, anyway, I believe it or not, I get skeptical inquirer, so I will see the I will oh, see great. the piece. Yep. Yep. All right, let's go to your piece in the New York Post. Why Ebola's nothing to worry about. And I love your uh, rule. This is the Fomento rule about diseases. The rarer and less likely they are to kill you, the more attention they get. <laughs> that's, that's great. Or as you write, the more hype they get. The New York Times ran more than 2,000 articles on SARS, which ultimately killed zero Americans. They wrote 2,000 articles on SARS? Isn't that amazing? Uh, yeah, but I did a count. And here's what's more amazing. Well, not actually, if you know how this works. Not a single one of them said, we was wrong. They <laughs> <laughs> gave up 2,000 saying it's going to destroy the world, it's going to destroy the economy, this, that, and everything. They didn't have room I, I, to have a single one that said, If the New York we Times actually started to acknowledge when it was wrong, uh it would lose a lot of its credibility. Uh, they got a Nobel Prize for denying that Stalin was killing Ukrainians in 1932. So uh, it, it, it goes a long way back. 
All right. So let, let me let me ask you if, if there are two there's a handful of obvious questions and those are the ones exactly I want to ask. You claim it's not easy to get. So how do you get uh, Ebola? It takes really massive exposure to certain bodily fluids. Amazingly enough, the World Health Organization, which can always be counted on to grotesquely exaggerate anything they can, they can get their dirty little fingers on, they have a, a fact sheet that says you can get it from sweat and from urine. There's no human disease that you can get from sweat. None. Why is it there on the WHO website? That's just stunning. No, what it takes is stuff like vomit, um, blood. Really, those are kind of the big two. All right, well, let me understand that, though. I mean, do, do, uh, it's going to be a little gross for those of you listening who are reading, so I'm warning you in advance, but I don't understand. You say from vomit. Uh, what does that mean? If I touch a, a, an infected person's vomit, then... Then I get it. If I do, I I don't quite understand. Even when you say vomit or what was the other thing you said? Blood. Blood. Yeah. What does that mean? Does it have to go into my bloodstream? Do I have to ingest it? I don't quite follow. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure about that. But you know, a lot these people are very very sick, and they tend to have projectile vomit where it doesn't just come out of the mouth; it basically flies out. And it flies out into people's faces. So it's getting into their nose. It's getting into their mouths. Um, okay. That's how they're getting so it. So uh, what about a sneeze from somebody? No, there's no evidence that a, a cough or a sneeze can spread Ebola. Then what? All right. So in, the reason for the staggering amount of isolation in bringing our American with Ebola over from Africa in a special airplane and a special... Non, non-contaminatable room and spacesuits is because the person may vomit on me? No, it's... Uh, the fact is that person could have come over on a 747 with 300 other people and none would have become infected. I think it's mostly for show, as is. I've seen online people saying, I don't think they should bring people with Ebola to, the, to America for any reason, no matter how well isolated. Well, the only way of dealing with that is to to have all those, how should we say, extra precautions in place. I, you know, seriously, I would not mind sitting on a plane next to somebody with Ebola, so long as I knew they wouldn't throw up all over yeah, me. All right, but I I, I, yeah, okay, exactly, you don't know that, I, I understand. So, you... It's over precaution, you think, that they took, but uh, whereas what, what would have been okay since you acknowledge that a spontaneous uh, regurgitation can kill, can, well, not cut, yeah, can kill, but can give somebody Ebola, what, how would they f- effectively transport this person? I would say just keep that one person on the plane with a minimum crew. And have none of the crew sitting, you know, close enough. Right. To the okay. Person. Right. I understand. But uh, but it's very important. So why why would vomit give it to me with contact, but coughing in my face wouldn't? There are, you know, all diseases have a range of infectiousness. Um, the most easily spread diseases are rhinoviruses, cold, and the flu. 
All it takes is one cough or one sneeze. Actually, usually more than a cough or a sneeze, but, you know, it's like getting pregnant and it only takes once. Um, and every other disease, you know, falls down further down the list as far as how much viral um, load is the actual term they use is required. One virus is called a virion. Um, one variant of anything isn't going to zap you, whether it's HIV or Ebola or anything like that. But if you get a big enough concentration of Ebola, that could get you. Uh, it takes a much, much, much smaller concentration of flu or the cold to get you. And, you know, part of the proof in the pudding is when flu strikes, it can hit three, four, five countries in a single day. This thing first hit in Africa in March and has since then spread to only three other sub-African countries in over four months. Got you. All right, so uh, one other question, and obviously I'm very glad to hear that. Uh, uh, all these things have changed. Also, you've noted in your article that the they say up to ninety, and you say up to up to what? Up to ninety five? Oh, oh, the, the article. The uh, figure you see it all the, the time is, and it's always up to. I know up to ads, up to. Kind of a trick. Correct. Uh, people should always know that when they say up to, it's like at a sale, up to eighty five percent off. Yeah, one item. Right. <laughs> And nothing else is discounted. Yes, exactly. So up to means nothing general in real life. I, I'm with you on that. So and your your, your figure, and incidentally, uh, I just want to tell my listeners that Michael Fomento's New York Post article is up at my website. Uh, uh, so your statistic is 55% fatality rate, and that's with the poor me- medical facilities of, of Africa. And also, Dennis, it's important to keep in mind, these are the people who are actually making it into the system, the ones who get to be counted. Tests have been done looking for antibodies to Ebola and, you know, whole populations in Africa. And what they found is lots and lots of people have been exposed to Ebola who never even knew it. They either were totally asymptomatic, oh, or, yeah, you know, uh, maybe they felt a little when, bit Whenever I get, days, I just want everybody to know, whenever I get worried, I call Michael Fomento. Michael, I have one more question, and that is how it started. Can you, can you hold on for a moment? Right. Okay. So we are, we are teaching what isn't taught. All of them are in the half million range. And uh, I return for one more question to my uh, guest uh, who has earned my respect over decades of uh, reporting. He, uh, he, he's not a fan, as I am not. He is not a fan of hysteria, which is why he moved to uh, Mukatakabanga, uh, Colombia, where they're known for not being hysterical. What is the name of your city again? Bucaramanga. <laughs> I wasn't far. I was not far. I had the syllabic intonation right. Uh, one final question that I haven't seen uh, written on. Do we know how Ebola started? First, a quick observation. You don't remember this, and neither do I, but you had me on your show about Ebola in the year 2001, 13 uh, uh, years ago. <laughs> wow. 
I know that because I wrote three articles about Ebola hysteria in 2001, and you surely would have had me on. So that's how long these things go on. They just never die. Wow. Um, regarding animals, uh, unfortunately, a lot of animals carry it, and that includes fruit bats, and they think perhaps that's the way these outbreaks start is that there are Africans who eat fruit bats. Uh, you know, I guess it's like chicken wings. How much meat are you going to get off a fruit bat? Um, but they think that's probably how these things are starting. And so there will continue to be epidemics because this thing will continue to live on in animals. In, in, in general, this is a virus. Do, do Is there any virus that we that we can cure directly as opposed to indirectly through strengthening the body's resistance? We're actually getting very close with hepatitis C, including uh, a new drug that just uh, came out, I guess, just weeks ago, was starting to, to be sold in, uh, uh, you know, mass quantities. So hepatitis C we're getting very close to. And actually HIV, there are now so many treatments for it that HIV has, uh, for years now, actually been a treatable disease in the United States, although that's another issue. They they continue to keep the AIDS bandwagon going again after many decades. Oh, on so that su- progress with actually curing viruses. Right, of course, it's a is, lot harder than with um, bacteria. Right, exactly. Uh, the, the and again, folks, the, the common cold is a virus, and we don't have a cure for that. Uh, you know, bed rest and, and chicken soup is great, are great, uh, but they they what they do is enable the body to get stronger, but they don't actually attack the virus itself. And yet, unfortunately, in Africa, simply hydration yeah. with electrolytes and right. good bed rest would be a big help. Uh, will knock that 55% figure down to, you know, perhaps even close to zero, one doctor told me, one virologist. But they're not even getting that in Africa, and people just don't realize that that which can be lethal in one part of the world um, in another part of the world, in a good hospital, eh, it's a problem, but almost always curable. I think that would be the case with Ebola in the United States. Almost all cases would be cured. Uh, one uh, one final question. Since you raised it, I, I'd always wanted to ask this question and didn't know who to ask. Uh, with the, the staggering amount of sums have been spent on AIDS research, and you've mentioned that we have, we've, we've come very far in combating AIDS, has uh, has AIDS research benefited combating any other disease, or is AIDS that unique that the knowledge that we have gained has not spilled over? Ironically, the first AIDS drug was developed as a cancer drug. So cancer research helped AIDS. Has AIDS research helped with any other disease? Um, probably it has helped with other viruses. But I can't specifically name a single virus that it's helped with. I can say that other than cancer, AIDS gets more of the federal research budget than any other disease. And yet AIDS now kills so few Americans that the CDC had to redefine it to. You're going to love this. If you have HIV and you die of anything, a bus runs you over, uh, a house from Kansas falls on top of you, that is called an AIDS death. 
I am not making that up. That's how desperate they are to find AIDS deaths in the United States now. I'll tell you, it, it would be a, a, a very real service, and I'm very serious now, Michael. And I don't know who else could do this. I'm sure others could, can, but you're the one that comes to mind. If you would uh, write a book on how politics has infected science, uh, it would be uh, as scary as it would be valuable. And if, if it would get published, say, tons of lives. You know, that's something else I point out in this article, that even as we're spending massive amounts on Ebola, even as there have been human clinical trials for Ebola vaccine now for 11 years, there are no human clinical trials for diseases that kill vastly more people, um, such as syphilis. 250,000 children each year. Children die of syphilis because their mothers had it. You're talking about no Africa now, right? You, human clinical trials for syphilis. You're talking about Africa. Uh, yeah, most of those cases are in Africa, although syphilis does kill Americans, too. There's no vaccine for malaria. Malaria kills more people every 12 hours than Ebola has killed in the last four months. It's always the squeaky wheel that gets the grease, and the result is massive numbers of people die, outright die. You don't know their names. You don't hear the numbers because we focus on things like Ebola or even another disease called MERS, which has killed all of 300 people in two years. They're getting... Uh, you know, massive amounts of money spent on them, and these diseases that kill uh, over a million people a year get very little. It's just simply tragic. Michael, thank you so much, and I'll look for your article in the, uh, in the Skeptical Inquirer. Okay. All right, all the best. Thank you so much. Michael Fomento, now living in Colombia. By the way, since I'm a big stickler for spelling and grammar, Columbia, the university, is with a U- Columbia, the country, is with an O. Very, very common for people to misspell the country's name. It's Colombia, as opposed to Columbia. Well, I, I hope that was helpful to you. Uh, I have been skeptical of every hysteria in my life, and they have all, to the best of my recollection, turned out my, that is, my skepticism has turned out to be valid. Somebody should write a book on on how many lies have been told. Like, it started me off with secondhand smoke, I think. Big lie. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.